Hua. 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 Your mother was a Hua. Oh. That's okay. not good to say. No. You can't say your mother was a whore. No, you can't say that. Although people seem to like it in, uh, see, it, the, the use of the word whore has sort of, because uh, I remember really enjoying it when Norm MacDonald would say it, especially in Dirty Work, the movie Dirty Work, the line, you know, nose bitten off by a Saigon whore is, you know, it still resonates in my memory today. I think Norm and, has been uh, canceled, though. Norm is, uh... Hasn't he it, been has he been canceled? I mean, he's always been pretty right wing. I think he got like, a soft cancel. Yeah, yeah, for what? Who did he? What did he do? Well, he he was he was maybe the first to be canceled for for being removed from SNL for according to Lauren not being funny, but everyone was probably doing. He probably think got canceled for just you know sexist jokes. No, it wasn't sexist jokes. It was OJ jokes oh, it was that OJ. got Norm Macdonald. Yeah, because uh, oh, I right. believe the one of the NBC people at the time was friends with OJ. Oh, so I guess the sexist and, jokes were fine. Uh, the sexist jokes? No, he wasn't. That may have been why he was shit can. But I don't think Norm Macdonald no, has right. ever received a you're cancellation. Right. Yeah, well, the OJ is, yeah, that is what got him canceled. The NBC head was like, I'm friends with OJ. Yeah, but it, he should have gotten canned for the sexist jokes. You know, He has uh, a famous one with like... Um, where the joke doesn't land, it's a sexist joke, and he's like, oh, well, a woman wrote yeah. that joke. Now you don't know what that, to do. <laughs> yeah, and then he tops it off by saying, nah, just kidding, we don't hire women. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but yeah, no, I, I think um, Norm MacDonald has always sort of, he, he doesn't really let politics enter into his comedy. Like, he's every time he's made a political statement, he's shown his hand as being fairly right-wing. But... Um, I, I don't know. I just think, you know, you, you don't have to be left-wing to be a good comedian. I think he's um, a he's probably a radical centrist. Uh, I would say he's more of like a status quo, old-timey sort of like center-right guy, maybe. Like, every time he has been pressed on a political issue, I think he's anti-abortion or something like that. Some weird shit like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to—I shouldn't say that. Who I don't knows? know if Norm MacDonald is anti-abortion. I did like his uh, joke about COVID where he's like, well, now we all know how we're going to die. We just <laughs> don't know what order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the use of the word whore. And Norm MacDonald would always hit those whores. He loved that word. He loves that word and because it's a funny word. But you can't say that. It's very politically incorrect to say any sort of... You can't even say prostitute anymore. It's really? sex worker, sex worker, sex worker. Huh. Yeah. Sex no, it's whorker. Sex whore. Sex whorker. <laughs> uh, yeah, can't say ho, no mo. You know, well, I can't say ho because that is also appropriation of A-A-V-E. John McSexworker turd. John McSexworker turd? Yeah. John McHorter. Oh, John McHorter. John McSexworker turd. John McSexworker tur. He's a he's like I'm a, the most organized pimp in the game. I'm he's a kinda, big corporate pimp. He's kind of like an Adolf Reed type, I think. John McWhorter, or is he more? He's probably more right wing on economics than Adolf Reed. What's John McWhorter's deal? He is like, um, he wrote like the the biggest thing against the 1619 project. In like, wait, what's the 1619 project? That's uh. Nicole Hannah-Jones' effort to recast the Founding Fathers as founding America with the purpose of um, continuing slavery as opposed to any other Enlightenment ideals. Uh, 
it's not really true. It's, yeah, it's more mean, like they were evading taxes. I don't taxes. know enough about history. It's more like they were just trying to evade taxes. than like, Yeah, everyone was slave owners at the time. Yeah, they so weren't trying it, like, to make it, a slave empire. They yeah, just it wasn't a, specifically designed, like, in as much as Britain was trying to make a slave empire and all the colonial powers were trying to make slave empires, you know, at the beginning of America. Uh, yeah, nobody was guess, looking good. Nobody's looking good back then. Yeah. When did uh, when did uh, abolition happen in England? It like it happened after seventeen seventy six, right? Um, no. When did William Wilberforce? No. Did it happen before? Yes, I think. Okay, it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, yeah, the English did not go on to then be morally upstanding. Generally, no, they did not. It's not. They didn't really. <laughs> They didn't really get rid of slavery. They got rid of it in name only, and uh, you know their their subsequent rape of Africa and India. Oh, okay, I was wrong. No, I was wrong. Slavery abolition in England was 1833. Yeah, so you know they hadn't even gotten over it. every. Yeah, everyone was. It was an entire slave economy. All yeah. white countries. I mean, were. they went on to purposefully get China addicted to opium. Yes. So, you know. That's Do you cool. think pound for pound England has caused more mayhem than America? Yeah. My dad referred to it as Perfidious Albion. <laughs> That's great. Perfidious Albion spreading yeah. its dainty, dainty tentacles all throughout the world. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a Jewish conspiracy. Why is there not a British conspiracy? Everything that comes from that island is fucking poison. Like the fucking Beatles. Yep, or Beatles, Mike Lee movies. Beatles are poison. <laughs> I like Mike Lee and the Beatles. No, but. no, no, no. The Beatles were like Jackson Pollock. The Beatles are firmly CIA. You're right. Yeah. The Beatles were a big psyop to make everyone hypernormalized and complacent. Yeah, make everyone into ind- individuals. Before mm-hmm. the Beatles, people people just listened to 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 music that made them feel like a collective. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, see, what we need you to do <laughs> is water down black music for children. <laughs> And they'll think you made it all up. Oh, that sounds just strange. That's not. They didn't do. Did they do? I guess they. Well, I no. I would say that the biggest evident. Okay, no, that's not true. The biggest influences on the Beatles were the Everly Brothers for those tight, tight harmonies. Mm. Uh, I mean, you could say the Everly Brothers were influenced of by black music, but I don't think so because the Everly Brothers sound pretty fucking white, yeah. and I don't think that shit comes from you know uh, necessarily a strict. Uh, african-american tradition but the other people they were influenced by was uh little richard and chuck berry primarily uh but chuck berry is also a mystery because chuck berry his style was him trying to sound white and (laughs) chuck berry is directly quoted on that it was like i was trying to sound like these white boys you know what inception it's a weird thing but then uh it it all just coalesced with rock music which was Invented by Black Sabbath. Invent yes, Mm -hmm. invented truly. It it achieved its peak in 1970 with the song Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That's going Mm -hmm. on a that's going on a Ken Cannon Nick Cannon. (laughs) That is that is the the canonical history of black people is called the Nick Cannon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh that's racist you're being that's racist very, it's extremely racist you cancel uh, i can't R-I-P you cancel chadwick Boseman. oh yeah get Sad. your colonoscopies 
Get your colonoscopy. I so I I was noticing that like colon like colon cancer is increasing in young people. Interesting. And I'm it's all the vape. The vapes are caught. It's I too many. It's, it's too many anal vapes. I think it's the phones. The phones are giving us colon cancer. Yeah, the phones are giving us because they're keeping it in our pockets and it's right by our colons. Uh, and I think it's the phones causing rapid cell division. Uh, thus increasing yeah. the likelihood of cancer shells. Well, in my last colonoscopy, they found a polyp, mm. which means the cancer will be growing inside it's of me. It's 5G. They killed, Russia killed Chadwick Boseman with 5G. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, it wasn't, Russia's not developing 5G. It's, it's not Wait, which, who is developing 5G? <laughs> is Bill Gates developing no, China. China? Right, right. Russia's not developing anything except for, like, how to theatrically do propaganda. Mm. That's, that's what they're... Hypernormalization. Yeah. Vladislav Surkov. Yeah. We will stage riot. <laughs> Let us make opposition party. Let us make yeah. anti-opposition party. Let us have yeah. them fight. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the take that you were saying is going to be cropping up in a new few days. Oh, that yeah. These ri- violent riots are a Russian psyop. Yep. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I, I think, think that's very prescient of, of you. I think definitely, if Biden loses, the mainstream Democrats are going to be like, all of the violence was just incited by Facebook groups um, from the Russians, mm-hmm. and, and people are going to be like, whoa, maybe <laughs> that's true. Let's investigate for another four years. <laughs> I like the idea of a bunch of Russian trolls like reading a lot of Angela Davis in order to get versed in the language of her. Yeah. They're like, I am reading book White Fragility, but it's written by white woman. Find inauthentic. <laughs> Instead, going to source. Reading autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, nice. <laughs> you know, this Islam does not sound so bad. <laughs> nah, Russian wouldn't say that. Some Russians... I'm, Pigeonholing all Russians. They're all trolls. They're all <laughs> Gopniks. They're all GOP Nicks. They're bad Russians. What is a Gop? What is that? Gopnik. A Gopnik yeah. is the Russian equivalent to white trash. In uh, England, they call him a Chav. Yes. Well, English people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Chavs. Mm. That phenomenon has spread out in, old, in the world. Think about all the Cadbury chocolates that contain little pieces of adrenochrome to get you hooked. It's been England this whole time. It's been the Royals. It's been David Icke. It's been the Lizard People. It's it, David Icke was correct. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think Phantom Thread. Phantom it. Thread is really has a geopolitical message, and that is How that so? the English have been secretly poisoning the world <laughs> for years, mm-hmm. just so that they can then come in and take care of us. Exactly. Well, that's kind of the that's secretly the Bill Gates strategy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's the iceberg slim Bill Gates strategy because Bill Gates, you know, with philanthropic capitalism, the idea is you invest money in Rio Tinto to offset the damage done by Rio Tinto, right? Did you see that Nestle is investing in uh, peanut allergy medicine? <laughs> now that's vertical integration. What the? F- that's amazing. Frick? That's fantastic. Yeah, they're gonna just. Oh, I can well, enjoy we'll, Snickers if I have my EpiPen. We'll right just near put me. put it right in the Snickers. But that is the free market. Since EpiPens became so expensive in America, you know, uh, Nestle uh, has room to develop a cheaper alternative that you sell with the Snickers bar. 
I was looking at an article on marginallyproductive.com. I have no idea if it's a good website, but it has a good uh, a good article title about how everyone is like everyone. We're all living in America culturally. There's cultural dominance, and it's in reference to specifically uh, Adele uh, doing mm. doing the the cultural appropriative hairdo recently. Wait. Did she do Bantu knots or something? Did yes. Adele do Bantu knots? Yes, I don't know what that... People are pissed, but I don't know why it's they're a, pissed. Is it a traditionally uh, African and African-American hairstyle? Well, she's not American, so... <laughs> I don't... I guess. I guess that's bad. Um, no one is talking about how much weight she's lost. She's looking great. Uh, but yeah, but that's the problem. The sell of Adele was that she was overweight. She was a fine, curvy lady. Do you think people would be less pissed if she hadn't lost the weight? Look, hey, Horatio Sands didn't have a career after he lost all that weight. Oh, man. You know, he's got, he's got Tina Fey giving him roles here and there, but you know. Her voice. Once, you're, once you've established your fat cred, you can't go yeah. back on it. Her voice was stored in her adipose tissue, and now it's gone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was it was real fat voice. <laughs> Without her fat voice, she's just gonna sound like Lana Del Rey. Your voice sounds different. <laughs> it sounds skinny. I don't know. It's not deep enough. You know, there's not enough resonance. I don't know. <laughs> I would love it if it was entirely her fat that made her voice good. Yeah. I think that would be great. This is extremely fat phobic. People get mad at us for being oh, fat phobic. Oh, hey, no, it no, takes but all I feel kinds. We're not fat phobic. We're pro fat. It we're takes anti all kinds. I just and you know what? In solidarity, I bought some ice cream sandwiches. So there you, you go. Can't cancel me for that. I'm a fat man. <laughs> I'm well. Yeah, I'm. I would. I'm comfortable saying like. It, the problem with me is it's like I, I'm always in between two worlds. Like I'm bisexual, but I'm straight passing. So it's like I don't get any of the I don't get to say fag in front of the people who are faggier than me. Ooh, what? Uh, is that how it works? Yes. Oh, it's absolutely how it works. If I can like be if I could walk through uh, Jamaica at night without it being a problem, then I, I like absolutely have straight passing. Privilege. Is that is that a Canadian neighborhood? No, no, it's the, I'm thinking of the country Jamaica. Oh, the country Jamaica. Yeah, which is notoriously homophobic. Mm, mm. But even oh, well, like that's you can you can still get gay bashed in Canada if you're if you're you know if you uh, look femmy. Probably in Alberta. Twink, if you look twinky, I I had a friend that was gay bashed in Vancouver. Vancouver, like not that long ago. Mm. Uh, and they are a slightly twinkier person. They would. Uh, they, they clock as gay from the outside eye. So it's absolutely privilege. Being straight passing is absolutely... Um, you're less likely to get fucked with by random weirdos. Yeah, I mean, random weirdos are... I haven't seen many... I haven't had an interaction with any random weirdos in a long time, mainly because I only go to one grocery store and immediately run home. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, my entire day is filled with random weirdos because I go to a dog park which is heavily uh, bordered by um, a lot of um, uh, shelters and halfway homes. Yeah, you should bring a gun to that. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, bring a gun. No, I could the... never own a gun. Do you know how quickly I'd kill myself <laughs> I if I yeah. had a fucking gun? That was my, that's why I don't have own a gun, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to own a fucking gun. Are you talking to me? Are, are you kidding me? Target practice looks like fun. Eh, it's boring. I can, like, yeah. It's boring. I can pretend I defend myself. I can pretend that, ah, uh, you know, if 
if they come for me in the night, you know, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them a fight. Yeah, if they come but for me, I'll no, try to fuck no. them. I'm just gonna try to have the sex with them. The only thing I would do with a gun is put it in my mouth as soon as I got a minor inconvenience. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, it'd be really easy to kill you myself right now instead of having to deal with it. You wouldn't try to kill yourself by sh- putting it up your butt, shooting, shooting your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no, that's not a death sentence. That's a that's a trip to the hospital. I'm going to kill Which myself. Canada's free. I it's guess it depends on the <laughs> angle, but that feels like you just bleed out and all your stomach acid would fall out. It'd be a horrible death. Oh, uh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I've always envisioned killing myself, is gun up the butt. <laughs> it's the fastest way to die. Uh, man, you know, it's like that scene in Spring Breakers when James Franco's blowing the gun, but instead this would be him having un, unlubricated anal sex with a 9mm pistol. Fuck it, nine millimeter pistol, full on nice. AK forty-seven. Ooh, full on getting James Franco, alien from Spring Breakers, getting anally penetrated by an AK forty-seven. Keeps saying, "Look at my shit, look at my shit," because <laughs> you know he didn't douche before, so his shit's all over the you muzzle mean of the gun. You got to prep. Yeah, no prep is the thing you do if you don't want to get HIV. Oh, what's what? Are you, what is uh? I guess well prep is a prep is a specific medication. Is it a medication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's changed it's really, it's really changed good. the game. It's really, it tastes great. Yeah, it tastes fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, cannot recommend prep highly enough. If you have if you're hooking up online, always take your prep. Online. You don't know who's lying or not. Well, yeah. Well, that's not <laughs> no, that's very bad. I am not not that HIV people will usually uh, always disclose, and they're very good about it, and it's it's good. It's very controversial. Wait, can in you Canada. get canceled for for suggesting that HIV people might not be totally honest about their status? No. Well, the problem is it's a persistent. It's it's not that you'll get canceled, but it's a very small minority of HIV positive people that won't disclose, and that reputation still gets bandied about to the you know like the 99 percent of hiv people who are uh who, who do their due due diligence their due due diligence due due diligence but the thing is it's like there's a question as to whether even uh disclosing is necessary because as like tons of research has uh proven over the years um u equals u where uh what does that stand for undetectable equals uninfectable so yeah. basically, wow. over the years, many, many studies, if you have a very uh, low viral load count, if such that it is undetectable, you can basically have unprotected sex, like especially oral, and be okay. Huh. There's still a risk, but it's like, it's almost zero. So it's all about the size of the load. It's all about the size of the load. Okay. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Every time I heard the phrase viral load, I, I tittered like a schoolgirl. But that's what they called it. Yeah. And huh? I know it sounds like a glob of jizz with viruses in it. Which is what it is. Yes. But we all have viruses in our jizz. These ones just happened to cause quite a scare in the 80s. My jizz has the virus known as brain worms. Mmm. Just... <laughs> I pass it down genetically. It's genetically inherited. To any progeny I might have, I give them brain worms. Yeah. Where the worms eat away your brain and you can't figure out what to do in your life and everything. You don't like anything. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. 
Whoa! That's uh, they got a name for that. It's called major depressive disorder. No, 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 no. What are you calling me? You fucking calling me? What are you fucking? I'm calling you a fucking fag. You fucking bro. You're a fag. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I can say it. You can say it because I am. I can say it because I only in front of you. Only in front of me because in this instance I am less gay than you. Yeah. If a gay person, if a gay person who is gayer than me gets mad at this, I will have to retract it. Well, what if? What if I performatively do something gayer than you? Then you would have to retract it. Yeah, it can't be performative. You gotta enjoy it. I have to see. I have yeah. to look in your eyes and know that you're enjoying it. <laughs> I've said that to many of my straight friends. Look, you can say fag, suck a dick once, and enjoy it. That's the second part. They can never do the second part. Well, it's always just I suck my own dick, and I enjoyed that. No, you don't. No one enjoys <laughs> sucking their own dick. It's horrible. It's just like... Yeah, it hurts. It's the worst. It's oh, all teeth. It hurt you my back. You can't help it. hurt my back. Yeah. Oh, man. It hurts. Yeah. As someone who has tried many times to suck my own dick and actually succeeded due to unusual flexibility. Nice. It's terrible Hell every yeah. time. Hell Get yeah. someone else to suck your What's dick. What's that movie that starts off with the dick sucking, the self-suck scene? Short Bus. Short Bus. Yeah. That movie fucking sucks. Oh. That movie self sucks. Oh. <laughs> no, I sure bus is okay, but yeah. I, I, John Cameron Mitchell, like his legendary movie is Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Right. And then the follow-up with Short Bus, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, pretty revolutionary in that it had un, a lot of unsimulated sex scenes, but the problem is all the characters are really fucking annoying and you want to punch them all in the face. And Well, that's uh, just that's an artistic choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, another movie like that where it's, like, revolutionary, but... Or, like, Reality Bites. You ever mm. seen Reality Bites? I have. Yeah. And how mm. it's, like, you want to punch all the characters in the fucking face. Not Winona Ryder. Though... <laughs> never Winona Ryder. Isn't she in that? She is in that. No, I never want she... to punch her in the face. She's very manipulative no. to Ben Stiller. Uh, I want to punch him in the... I wanted to punch anyone who treats her... Who mistreats Winona Ryder in the face. I want to punch... Ethan Hawke mistreats Winona Ryder I want to punch Saks Fifth movie, Avenue exactly. in the face. You're right. We should... Why did she... Man, remember when that was a celebrity scandal? Yeah. Remember when everyone was like, Winona, she steals, she doesn't... She has all the money. Why does she even need it? And then, you know, years later, it's rape, 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 Hollywood runs on rape. Yeah, and it turns out she was raping left and right. Yeah, she's raping all over the place. And that... But that's what she got. She got canceled for stealing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Typical. We didn't acknowledge it. She was the original Weinstein. Winona Weinstein. <laughs> Weinstein writer. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, so, the QAnon belief that Hollywood is like a pedophile ring. It's not that far off from reality. You know, it's not... Doing Marge. A lot of these things they say aren't <laughs> Homer. stretches. Homer. Kamala Harris. Yeah. I'm fucking blowing Joe Biden every day. <laughs> oh, gotta keep him taut. We only get three more adrenochrome shots until he turns into an, a zombie from Dawn of the Dead. Uh, this is my Kamala. This is my canonical Kamala Harris impression. She doesn't sound anything like this. No, but people have said she sounds like Marge Simpson. She doesn't. Not at all. No, not at all. Absolutely not at all. But this will be my Kamala Harris impression. I wish I could do... Oh, God, I'm working a lot. Oh, boy. This whole weekend of being Joe Biden's puppeteer was a bad life decision. This will impact my career negatively. Oh, man. Well, Joe Biden, 
apparently uh he did uh, he didn't you told me he was never going to say that the the rioting and the looting was bad but now here we are and he's done it yes but well, I thought he was going to I thought he wasn't going to say it well, no, what you said was that Kamala was going to say. Yeah, I thought Kamala And I said, I thought that would be a bad move because uh, she's already got, you know, turncoat stuff yeah. uh, on her. So she shouldn't be able to handle that stink. But Biden saying it uh, makes a lot more sense because he's an old white man, so they expect it out of him anyway. Uh, mm, yeah, I guess. I kind of figured Kamala would say it and then Biden would, like, walk it back. So they would do good cop, bad cop. I feel like Kamala's the walkbacker. Okay. She's she's the one who reigns in Joe. She's Joe's handler. She's Joe's Ivanka, if you will. It'd be funny. It's funny if they do a good cop, bad cop, because then people be like, but they're they're still both cops. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Now I'm gonna give this here Donald Trump a piece of my mind. Now Joe, I think you need to settle down a little. Oh, I'm sorry, Kamala. I shouldn't have said that. Joe's, you know, he's 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 lifting up his sleeves to reveal the fact that he has a cigarette pack underneath his arm. So cool. He's slicking back his hair greaser style. He should you know, smoke. Yeah. He, See, I yeah. If Biden he, instead of doing the de- if for the debates, Biden pulled out a pack of cigarettes and just started smoking and it's just like mm-hmm. just like said a swear word like fuck it, man. That fuck would, it. Come on, man. I'm 82. Would, I don't give a shit. Yeah, he goes yeah. full Bullworth. Starts yeah. doing rap lyrics. Oh man, doing like. Doing, like, uh, East Coast rap from the 90s. Yeah. Now, this is a song by the Wu-Tang Clan called uh, uh, um, uh, The Mystery of Chess Boxing. Uh, Rom, I give it to you. No no trivia. Come on. Like cocaine straight from Bolivia, okay? You know who I've been listening to? Uh, Jeru the Damager. Jeru the Damager? Yeah, Damager. Who's that? D-A-M-A-J-A. Is this a rapist? Yes, a good East Coast rap from the 90s. Mmm. It's really good. There's a, I think his most famous song is Da Bitches. Da Bitches? Yeah, Da Bitches, Da Bitches. Da Bitches. Jeru the Damager. It's good stuff. I feel I've heard of this. Was he part of any group? Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about him. I saw a recommendation a while ago on Twitter because I think like he fell on hard times recently and people were mm. doing a GoFundMe for him. Uh, oh, he let's see. He worked with MC Guru, who did a cool uh, oh Guru hip hop jazz recently. crossover. He also yeah. worked with Gangstar, but the oh yeah, he was Gangstar. Was he Gangstar? He wasn't. Was he part of Gangstar? No, or was he, he just, just heavily wor- featured? He on just Gangstar? worked with Gangstar. Okay. Um, okay. But get the album uh, "The Sun Rises in the East." It's from 1994. It's really cool. It's got really cool beats. Like, mm. like dissonant piano stuff that's really cool. Yeah. Um, kind of like it's the always, Neptunes, but cool, but cooler. That shit's always in vogue in hip-hop. You know, it always comes back to sort of like dissonant, out-of-tune pianos. That's, you know, like people started praising Tyler, the creator, because his new sound was dissonant, mm-hmm. out-of-tune pianos. It's like, no, it's all just back to 90s hip-hop. Yeah. <coughs> Return to the 90s. Yeah, we should return to the 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. I was listening to Soundgarden on the way back from uh, upstate New York. Mm. Just try- Chris Cornell died, which made Chester Bennington die. I know. I was thinking about <laughs> that. I was thinking about how the reason Chester Bennington d- killed himself was because no one cared that Chris Cornell died. <laughs> <laughs> and man, my music really sucks compared to his. What are people going to think of me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live in this world where no one likes Cry. 
going in my neck. Uh, okay, no, we're sad. R.I.P. Chester. I actually do stand Lincoln Park a little. Sure. For what they are. Yeah, they were. You know, what, what we've talked what on this show before yeah. how much we appreciate the work of Lincoln Park. They were. So for... we have earned the right to make hanging jokes about Chester. Bennington. I mean, come on. Like, who could have called it? You know. Yeah. Who could have called it? These lyrics aren't, uh, these lyrics don't portray any sort of uh, negative emotion at all. Man, it really came out of left field. Yeah. With Chester really being came. sad. He was molested. All of them were. Jonathan Davis was molested. That's 70% of his lyrics. Like, Jonathan Davis is not out there killing himself. Eddie Vedder was never molested. He did mol- probably was doing he was, Eddie Vedder was the molester. Was, Eddie, mol- Eddie molest- uh, molester. <laughs> And Jeremy spoke in class today Cause I touched him on his balls Uh, I remember touching on the ball I made him eat the Reese's lettuce bruise That's, uh, Eddie Vedder is the worst (laughs) No, he's not the fucking, I actually do like Eddie Vedder I like his bit in Twin Yeah, how would you rank Pearl Jam in the top four Groongy? Okay, so we're talking about Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and who's the other? Alice in Chains. Oh, Alice in Chains. Uh, I would actually, controversially, I would say Soundgarden is number one for me. I enjoy Super Unknown and uh, more than any other grunge album, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I would say Nirvana's second, Chains is third, and Pearl Jam is dead last. Yeah, I'm almost almost the same, except I switch... uh, Nirvana and Alice in Chains. I like Soundgarden, uh, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. I do sloppy. like Alice in Chains. Pearl Jam's a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. Alice in Chains had maybe one more. They didn't really though. Nirvana has better album, has more better album, more quantity of better albums than Alice in Chains. So they technically should compare, be above them. So yeah, yours, if I were to compare Pearl Jam to anybody. It would be the Grateful Dead or the Tragically Hip, in that they sort of have shapeless riffs, what I would describe as shapeless riffs, where the, they sort of are so generic that you don't notice their riffs. Yeah. Um, and that was always a problem for them. I, I do not think the guitar work of Stone Gossard and Mike McCready is the most memorable or competent. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kurt Cobain can play like six fucking chords, yes. and he makes incredibly ridiculously memorable riffs because he just has that ear for catchy melody that some people have yeah uh and you know it's hard to it's hard to work at that some people just have that like that fucking max martin guy oh man let's look up max martin what has he done lately yeah what has he done who's he producing i wonder if he's retired t swift is he doing more t swift i don't know Let's Although see. T Swift's last album was entirely written by her, really folklore was it entirely? Was it really entirely? Probably not. It was probably not entirely written. The last by her. thing, but the last thing Max Martin did was "Blinding Lights" by The Weeknd. The last big thing. He did. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know what that song sounds like at all. Let's see. He oh he wrote almost he did uh, "Thank You Next" by Ariana Grande. Ooh, I like that song. I think that song's really good. I think he did the whole album. Thank you, next. Did you see Ariana Grande and uh, Lady Gaga uh, doing uh, some award show? What were they night? doing? Were they fucking? 
Were they fucking they at the just, award show? I only just, care about it if they were fucking. They were just wearing masks and like being on stripper poles. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But they weren't stripping off their like they were rubbing their pussies together, but they weren't taking off their masks. Yeah, it was on the featured on the New York Times, of course, because the New York Times is right. that's what they do now. New York Times is a big uh, important institution. Got to document the Gaga Grande pussy rubs. Yeah, I hope. Uh, oh, it's MTV Video Music Awards. Um, Ooh, the Vmas. Yeah, the classic things. Well, hopefully, the uh, Biden wins and the New York Times goes broke. <laughs> It's, Put uh, the nail in that cuff. Yeah, I fucking hate the nail. Have times. I told you about my? I recently had a revelation about why there is a crisis in expertise. Because mm. we're in an epistemological crisis. Yes, an epistemological crisis. Mm. And I had this revelation when I heard the term pencil neck, <laughs> and I realized that all of these environmental people, all these antifa people, they're not respected because they have very tiny necks. Hmm. And I think that people respond to authority. You'll even see, like, leftists, you know, get intimidated by cops. You know why? Thick necks. Larger than average necks. Thick necked cop. You got it? Mm. It's So you, it's the neck strategy of authority. You'll never be taken seriously with a thin neck. Got to build up your neck. So everyone... Got to... I can sell neck injections. They just selling neck injections. Raise their shoulders up, and then, mm-hmm. so you can't tell the width of the neck. You raise your shoulders up like this. Yes, can't exactly. See it. The listener can't see it, but I'm raising when my talking shoulders to people. up. Yeah, raise your shoulders up. Raise them. Raise, raise them. your shoulders. Hide. Improve your body language. Yes. They'll never guess the size of your neck. Yes. You could have any yes. neck. Yes, my neck is very thick, sir. No, my no, neck you, is gigantic. You cannot see. I have to wear very wide bow ties. Because I extremely my, wide yeah, bow ties. I have yeah. to go to a custom bow tie maker. Your neck is so thin that you probably wear one of those little noodle bow ties as a bow tie. <laughs> bro, bro, my neck is so big, I gotta have a whole trawling line. I gotta have, like, a gigantic Japanese fishing boat's worth of rope in order to get around this this big caboose of a neck. Mm, Japan. This big fucking round, cylindrical, veiny turd. The land that of is the rising sun, they say. Mm. The land of the rising sun, they say that. They do. Mm-hmm. They do say that. Uh, <laughs> they love me there what? in Japan. Because <laughs> of your big necks? Because yeah. <laughs> of my big, thick neck. Your gigantic neck. They call you Neku-san. Mm-hmm. You go to Japan, and they're like, thank you, necks. There you go, full uh, circle. Arigato. Arigato, next. sir. Arigato, son. You got a big neck. Congratulations. You You've go, beaten Shinzo Abe you for go Prime for some, Minister of some Japan. You want to go for some vegan sushi later? Vegan sushi? What's vegan. that? I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it's cucumber. I guess it's mostly yeah, it's like cucumber. Sweet potato. <laughs> I, I don't know why I balked at it. I've had many vegan sushis before. Well, I think it should be illegal. Why are you eating vegan sushi I'm as not, opposed to I'm, fish sushi? I'm not. I'm not. You're, you're not? You I'm just not. made that up for a bit? I made it's not it, yeah. going anywhere? It's just a bit. It's just for the yeah, bits. It's just a bit. Just because we don't have anything else to talk about. We have plenty of stuff to talk about. Fucking Kenosha murder boys everywhere. Mur- murder uh, boys. Clipping people off. Murder bars. Get out your murder bars blah, in Kenosha, blah, Wisconsin. Blah, 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 blah. Boogaloo boys trained by his mom, Wendy. Kyle Rittenhouse. He's a chubby little lad. He... <laughs> Who does he look like? He looks like AJ Soprano or some shit. The thing about the Kyle Rittenhouse that so pissed me off was the leftist being like, and you know, it's illegal 
for a 17 year old to have a gun that's the real I'm like he murdered two people <laughs> it's like and you know what's really the worst thing it's the hypocrisy like, okay okay yeah the fact that he was 17 with a gun is the what we should be focusing on I think the the victims are all interesting cases because they're all white and they all are strange in some way. I mean, it's very sad. We obviously, their deaths are tragic and it should have never happened. But um, you see videos of one guy, Jonathan Rosenbaum, apparently is his name. Uh, I, I hope I have that right. I'm sorry if I'm not paying respect, but he's shouting at the militia group of which Rittenhouse was a member, he's saying, shoot me, and word, shoot me. And I don't know nothing about this guy. I'd like to think he's like one of those guys. Yeah, he was using the N-word, but it was... None of them are black. None of them are black. None none were black, but although uh, this Rosenbaum fellow was shouting it in the presence of numerous black people that appeared to be his friends, which makes me think he's one of those guys that just grew up all of his life around black people and genuinely doesn't know he's not black. In Kenosha, and, Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay. For, well, Kenosha's, Kenosha's a surprisingly black town. Yeah, you underestimate. Well. Because it's, just, it's Wisconsin. I don't Milwaukee know. Milwaukee is a very black town. People think Milwaukee is all people like this, but no, it's very it's very African-American. Let's, let's look it up. Look it up. Look them, the, look them those stats. I'm estimating a 33% African-American population in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay, let's take a look here at the census.gov. Mm-hmm. Census, baby. It's definitely higher than the national average, which I believe is still 13, 15%. It, incorrect, sir. It is 11%. What is it? 11% black. That's not a lot, or that's at least in keeping with the national average. But still, it's enough to, it's a large enough town for the police to fuck with enough people. Well, Kenosha is like, it's in between Milwaukee and Chicago in this kind of, there's kind of just like suburban sprawl for, mm-hmm. in between Milwaukee and Chicago for like mm-hmm. miles. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just like post-industrial suburban sprawl the whole way down. So my sprawl thinking is the family. there's not a lot of opportunities there at mm-hmm. all. It's people are, you know, there's a lot. It's just going to be so, some civil strife all over without some more stimulus. We got to the protest died down when we got money in the people's hands. And so mm. just got to get that money into people's hands. Mm-hmm. Give them money. Just throw money at it. You yeah. know, that's it's a capital. We live in a capitalist system where the solution for everything is just throw money at it. So why can't we throw money at this? I don't. I think we could. I don't see why not. I mean, we could. I mean, we can. I mean, I. We all know the answer to why we can't throw money at this. Because uh, then they won't be on a then, go- from a yeah. governmental level. Because then they won't. People will not subject themselves to being wage slaves. Yeah. But then it would also prove that protests work and people would do it a lot more. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, well, what can you do? I don't know. The um, Within me is two men fighting. Within me is two men fighting. Is protesting good or is protesting bad? It's, you should really get that checked out. It's not normal to have two men inside two, you. Two I men think in, you might have parasitic triplets. No, there are two men. Maybe three men inside me. <laughs> there are three men inside me There fighting. are three men inside me. <laughs> One in my mouth, one in my... Oh, no, never mind. Hold on. The- <laughs> one in my belly button, one in my navel, so that we can do a helicopter type thing. <laughs> oh, helicopter. Hell yeah. What's- or uh, it's more like a stone mill. Imagine if you had a butthole that could spin around really <sighs> fast. 
the dream. Yeah. The dream. Well, that's why it was originally called Grinder, because they were selling butthole mods <laughs> that turned your asshole into a garbage disposal. Uh, but they since just pivoted to a, a gay anonymous sex dating. Let's app. make a, a, a sequel. It's to, not always. Let's make a sequel sex. to Teeth, but with gay men, and there's teeth in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's even worse because at least the vagina dentata, you know, at least the vagina looks like a mouth to some degree. Like a, an asshole with teeth will look like a fucking lamprey or it's a fucking leech. Anus. I don't den- like it. Anus dentatus. Oh, anus dentata. Oh no. No, it would have to be dentatus. <laughs> right, okay. because of the Latin. Do you know Latin? Jesus. <laughs> I'm not conjugating. I don't know my it's not, conjugation. It's not conjugating. That's for verbs. You're declining it. Oh, my it. God. Oh, my freaking God. <laughs> Anus dentatus. Put fucking, I'll shred your dick in my in my tooth ass. We need to reinstitute ancient Latin and Greek at age of 10 in all schools. <laughs> this is You're why right. society is crumbling. Because nobody learns anything about grammar anymore. You know, mm. people just making up words and left and right, making up words. You know how you know you're a fucking prep school fancy boy wow. when the th- joke you laugh at most in Life of Brian is the Roman uh, guard correcting yeah, Brian, correcting the graffiti. Yes, which I think is actually I laugh at that joke yeah. so fucking much. I think it's so fucking funny yeah. because Romani. it draws upon all their <laughs> Romani. <laughs> All these fancy boy prep school experiences they had, and all the pythons are oblivious. Ah, this Latin joke will be universal to the yeah. entire audience. Well, I, in, in the Holy Grail, I like the part where they, they come upon the two peasants who are um, saying, like, what authority do you have over me? We're a collective. You can't yeah. tell me what to do. We're, we're a commune, and we decide things by consensus. Yeah, the anarcho-syndicalist peasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very funny. And very, like, I, I mean, I'm totally down with what the peasant's saying, you know? Well, oh, look yeah. at me! I'm being oppressed! And, you know, it's played for laughs in the movie, but it's, like, sort of gotten to that point. But it is it is the overarchingly irrelevant, which mm-hmm. is the part that makes it funny to me. Because the king mm-hmm. is like, no, no, you're not. I, by divine <laughs> right, I am the king. <laughs> and so he just doesn't accept the premise at all, which is, uh, of course, what you have to do with peasants. Mm. You know, you just, you operate on a higher spiritual level. It's, well, yeah, they're yeah. wrong. If they weren't, they wouldn't be peasants. Yeah, that's why we should, in, uh, when we invent our new cult, part of the deal is that we use it and we, like the holy text is in a language that none of the members are allowed to learn. See, see, I think that's the opposite. The cult, I've been thinking a lot about the cult that I want to start. Mm-hmm. Go on. And it's called New Vulgarity. <laughs> And the idea is that, so I've had this brewing in my head for a while, is like, what is the failure of the left? And mm-hmm. uh, why is PC such a big wedge in uh, sort of bringing together center-left people, uh, undecided voters, and the left wing of uh, the party? And to me, it is like, you, we can look for the answers in the travails of the 1960s weathermen, who were always trying to get, you know, working-class union people on their side, but they were college-educated fancy boys (laughs) who fundamentally couldn't relate to them. Right. And I think, you know, we're seeing the same divide now, um, where I think, you know, pundits like Michael Tracy take it too far by saying, we're always losing the middle! There was an elementary school play about Rosa Parks! We're losing the middle! Um, The Red Scare people are on it, but I think Mm -hmm. um, a common move among... 
uh, left people is like we don't really have to do work with convincing people at all because people are generally uh, decided. But no, I think there is a value in trying to engage working class people that would otherwise vote for the right wing on social issues, trying to re-engage them back into a sphere where um, they understand the power of collectivism. And so the way I aim to do that is with a cult called New Vulgarity, which is just about, you know, it's a safe space to be rude, like 4chan, except no Nazi shit. Uh, well, I mean... That's basically it. It will have... Uh, isn't there already something called the New Vulgarians? Or am I, uh, is there something called uh, the New Vulgarians? Uh, uh, if so, I agree with I may it. be Look thinking of the New Bulgarians. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you could be thinking of... But I do think that there needs to be safe spaces for vulgarity, if you will. Uh, as well as, like, safe spaces shouldn't just be about protecting people. Yeah. They should also be about, you know, creating different forums for people to express themselves. So this is a, yeah, this is a thing already, sort of. Okay. Um, but it, from a while ago. Ah. In March. Well, look, I'm a copycat. In, no, in March 1962, art, 1962, art historian and critic Max Kozlov published one of the first comprehensive reviews of the movement that would become known as pop art. Provocatively titled Pop Culture, Metaphysical Disgust, and the New Vulgarians. Mm. So it's not, I mean, you may, I think you should read this article, and then it can be your founding hermeneutic text. Maybe it will be my founding uh, uh, Herman Neuter text. Herman Neuter. Uh, I'm I'm Herman, and uh, well, something happened to me. <laughs> oh no, Herman! What happened now? Well, I'm what you call a nullo. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of nullos. I shouldn't make fun of anyone, but I do anyway hey, because I can't help. Always it. Always punch up, and people who have had their genitals removed are our lords, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They run us. They're all Ken dolls up there. All these, all these. Emmanuel Macron, he's a Ken doll down there. Oh, Herman, you mean to say you're all smooth down there now? I wouldn't be surprised if Trump, like, was uh, was a nulla. He's completely I smooth. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and he pees and shits out of a cloaca-like hole. Yes, very cool. Yeah, Trump. That is in the front. Twenty. Trump he shits out the front. Trump. Twenty twenty. He shits out the front. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, the shit at the front. It's great. You can see your shit. You can't even. You couldn't see your shit before. But now that I Trump Cloaca, you can see all the shit you want. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, how the, wasn't the dirtbag left supposed to sort of do that? What you're talking about with the vulgarity? But yeah, but the problem is, it's like. I, I mean, the reason why my shit doesn't work is because, yeah, it was already experimented with the dirtbag left, and as soon as they got, you know, any sort of foothold, it was, like, all about how you're hindering the movement because you hate black people and trans people by making mild jokes at their expense. Sometimes. Not really. Well, I kind of I mean, I don't think... Man. I've never even heard Chapo make a trans joke. I, they know to stay away from that territory entirely. I haven't heard them be problematic at all, ever, because I got into them late, like, after they got really popular and for a while i liked them but now i think they're just they're like know-it-alls always yeah they always know everything 
And yeah, so I mean that's sort right. of their bit they're too. They're so fucking that's... right about everything. It's it's like, come on. Yeah, but that's the, that's their joke. What but are they? Yeah, like, they they all got bachelor's that... degrees somewhere. Like yeah. Wow, cool dude. Yeah, they're experts. Cool dude. They read a couple. They read a couple of summaries of some books on Wikipedia. But even their mild. Like, you would recognize it as r- very mild jokes. Like, whatever can be interpreted as potentially offensive is pretty mild. And people still come for them, and they say that they're, you know, depleting <laughs> the movement. Yeah. And they're, um, but I think it's because uh, of a genuine frustration with attempting to... And that being said, I don't think Chapo has courted sort of like the the mythical undecided voter or sort of like the white working class unionist i think like if like uh a west virginia if a coal miner in pennsylvania heard chapo they'd probably fucking hate it mm-hmm. maybe not so of the trillbillies uh well the trillbillies are are i mean i don't know they might be the, the thing about the working class now is that there's no there's no like uniform working class because the internet has stratified everything so much that it's not like you can uniformly appeal to the working class there are subdivisions and it's it used to be when there was more uniformity that you could appeal but i think everyone has become so individualized and atomized and inside Mm -hmm. their own head that you have to sort of more holistically go about it than setting a plan of action that is like going to appeal to one segment of the population that's not going to work anymore it's really the cambridge analytica targeted ads model that you have to go with Um, i think that what i'm referring to is the relatively narrow group of people that are still important the people that would have 40 years ago been unionized and that's the reason why they would vote left you know, mm-hmm. people, because there's still, you know, even though manufacturing was destroyed in America, there's still lots of those jobs out there. There's still machinists, there's still truck drivers, there's still, you know, all of these uh, service jobs that are very much threatened by the onset of global capitalism, where if we could appeal to them on a cultural level, as opposed to alienating them, as we so frequently do, mm-hmm. um, and it involves more than Chapo. It involves not talking like Chapo. It involves talking more like Jeff Dunham. Or fucking, or like an example of the crassness that you need in order to appeal to a mass amount of people. It's Glee is the perfect example. I fucking hate Glee. Glee fucking sucks. But did Glee do a fuck ton to like get a bunch of empty-headed Midwestern people on board with gay people? Absolutely. It's a crucial show in the development of mainstream gay acceptance, mm-hmm. which is something that I begrudgingly admit, despite absolutely despising it. So. I think, you know, dirtbag left. The problem with it is we still don't speak the language of the people that were alienated by globalism, like the kind you have in Michigan or any of the Rust Belt states. We're still not speaking their language. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what their language is. I mean, I kind of, I've been around some of them. Like I lived, when I was living in uh, Germantown, New York, I lived above a very working class couple. And living in Germantown, 90 miles north of New York City, neither of them had ever been to New York City. <laughs> they were like, why would we go there? Sounds like yeah, a fucking city. Sounds horrible. Sounds like yeah. a horrible place. They were from a ri- they, mean... were, they were both originally from Connecticut. 
and moved yeah. to Germantown. They probably, in between, you know, one, the wife worked at the gas station and the husband was a tree cutter who trimmed uh, trees by power lines, which is extremely dangerous. Yes, and he would, that is a very, oh, you should get paid a lot to do he, that. He made pretty good money. I mean, I think it was like 50 an hour for that. Okay. Which is pretty so good, bad. but it's less than he would have been making if he had been in a union. And yes. I, you know, at one point when I was working in, in upstate New York in a very small cable company, I brought up the fact that we could try to collectively bargain for higher wages, and my supervisor fucking screamed at me and was like, <laughs> if you ever say that shit again, like, don't let me ever hear you say that shit again, basically. And I yeah. was like, wow, that is uh, very fucked up. So, yep. But... You, I mean, that's tech. Isn't that technically illegal to suppress? Yes, it is. Uh, I made a note. I made notes of it. But anyway, okay. back to my back to the family. I, I was living. I was living above. The main thing that that guy would want to talk to me about was uh, smoking weed. And, Hell yeah! And butt sex. Fuck yeah! That's what Hell he, yeah! What a cool dude! <laughs> that's what he, he was just like. Uh, not to be too graphic, but he was just like, man, I want to get it later tonight. Uh, I want to get some, get up in that butt. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, okay. See, yeah, even among nominally dirtbag leftist people, their first response to be was like, ew, you're disgusting and sexist. And we have to be like, yeah, man, fuck that asshole. Yeah, the, fucking get up in that fucking anus dentatus, the, man. The man, butt. you know, you'd be making a lot more if you were unionized. Yeah. You know, you got to pepper it in I don't know. with I the don't sexism. Know. I, you I know? mean, you can't, you, we can't go, we, I don't know how you go back to unionization. It's like uh, when the NBA players um, went on their wildcat strike. Yeah, and then everyone started cat. saying, that was cool. everyone, but then everyone was like, and then what we need next is a general strike. Was, what? How? How are we going to do that? Yeah, you can't even organize. Eugene Debs couldn't organize a general strike, and he, there was an actual socialist party in America that did quite well. People forget that, like, Eugene Debs got, like, 10% of the vote um, back in the day. There was another guy. I forget the name of the other guy uh, who is the socialist. Um, he made a very funny joke because... I'm trying to look it up. There's this other guy who is a socialist, and he, you know, he was a socialist until he's a very old man. And always mm-hmm. during the time, people would make jokes about how socialism was creeping in. And at one point, when he was very old, giving a speech, he was like shuffling on stage very slowly, and it took him like five minutes to get up on stage. And those first words were like, "And that's creeping socialism." <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yes. Very funny. Very funny, funny. Yeah, but that would not be an example of something that would appeal to the weed and butt sex guy. No. Uh, <laughs> you need to change the story. It's like, bro, so this guy, okay, so this guy, he's real fucking slow, all right? But he, like, makes the most out of it. He owns the room with his big dick slowness energy, okay? The Democrats can never do this. They're not, no. I mean, we'll, they will never be able to do that. They'll never be able yeah, to Yeah, well, to because that. if you bank it all, if you put all your chips on idpol, no matter how stupid, it's, uh, you're, you're just always fighting the culture war. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is it is all of a culture war because of basically a huge economic consensus with 75% of the population. You know, I think most people in America, 
Um, they they want you know maybe they want healthcare, but they still see neoliberal capitalism as the optimum thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll always hear people say, "Well, I think it's flawed, but I think it's the best thing we have." But you know, to which I say, "Didn't we have a worse thing before? So why can't you know we make this thing now better?" Yeah. I don't I don't, it just feels like such a defeatist attitude. I'm. I wish I was a doomer. It'd be so much easier to be a doomer. I feel like you could just let go of a lot of stuff. Yeah, or you could be the opposite of a doomer. Just like a hyper optimist, yeah, Krasenstein type. I'm. I'm exploring that now. It's very funny because it's. It's the. It's an. I've. I've realized it's another way to troll. That's fun. That's even a little. Yes. But even more fun. Optimistic trolling is. There's nothing more infuriating yeah, than an optimist. To just. Be, to just be like. Nothing bad is happening. You're all overreacting, and everything is fine. <laughs> everything is fine. You're right. The Stevens Pinker Better Angels of Our Nature strategy. Guys, guys, don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's so all fun. right, okay? We're doing better than we ever have been, okay? Yes. We're just going to take a chill pill. We're at the best point too much news. ever. It's never yeah. been better than this. Yeah. And it's only going to get better. And just fucking relax, all right? It doesn't Rocket matter. Rocket to happiness, who, you know, until we finally have a big universal orgasm. The thing know? is, no matter who is elected ever, it's always going to work out fine. You're right. So, you know, just vote for whatever you want. I'm gonna... The arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. Yeah. My penis is long, but it bends towards your asshole. I'm going to put a slice of American cheese in my mail-in ballot. <laughs> I'm going to just gum up the works. If it's the first one they get, you know. Oh, oh man. Damn it. Oh, I'm getting cheese everywhere. Ugh. That's guys getting everywhere. It's domestic cheese terrorism. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, the cheese bomber. The Yeah, you're right. You're the you're the craft uh, singles bomber. Oh my you're the God. you're if I could figure out a way to send mail bombs of cheese that were non-lethal and then just exploded cheese all over people, I would do mm-hmm. it. I mean, you could. Let's, we could divide. I, fe- I still think you would probably get in trouble for that. Yeah, to send cheese what bombs. What did they get? What did they get uh, Unabomber on? Didn't they get him through something weird like wire fraud or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that? Yeah, probably some stupid mail thing. Yeah. What happened Stupid to the post office mail. crisis? That kind of went away when the hurricanes and the protesters started dying. Yeah. That, thank God for this increasingly rapid. That's the great thing about the very rapid problematic news cycle is yeah. that you instantly forget the problems of yesterday and focus on the problems of today. Just notice and move on like a late night host. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's going to be fine. I think everything's going to yeah. be fine and you can everything's relax. Everything's going to be fine. I think you can relax everything's and, gonna and just stop paying attention. Guys. Guys, what if this whole time the key was relaxation, you know? <laughs> Wellness check, okay? Take a trail pill, folks, and take a fucking relaxo maxo to the to the to the beach time. Go to the uh, beach. Oh man. Uh, there's a funny so I recently got into this cartoon called uh Shira and the Princesses of Power. Wow. It's a Netflix cartoon, um, and it's uh, it's very highly influenced by Avatar: The Last Airbender, and okay. so it's an extremely well written show. Like in terms of like technical writing, like these people are all clearly script structure nerds because it's like uh, to a fault everyone gets an arc and like everything is structured really well. 
there's lots of good planting and payoff in the same way that uh, Avatar was satisfying in that way. Um, and the other thing which makes it noticeable is it's very explicitly queer. It's very explicitly gay. There's a lot of lesbian characters, like a lot of lesbian characters, wow. and like trans characters, characters referred to with they pronouns, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of a big coup by not only uh, being of a very high quality, but also uh, very representational for queer people. So what had happened was, is the creator, Noelle Stevenson, uh, did a did a podcast interview, and she just got ruined by the fans for saying, for stuff that, in my opinion, was fairly minor. Uh-oh. Like, one situation, uh, one of the male staff writers was referring to uh, a podcast... Uh, which one of the other writers had, which had the word dyke in it. Mm-hmm. And apparently you're not allowed to say the D word. People kept referring to it. I didn't know that. I've been saying dyke around my lesbian friends ooh, forever. Ooh. I did not know it was a slur. You can only apparently. say it if you're more lesbian than whoever you're talking to. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Come so on. This guy, this guy <laughs> should have been lesied up. But yeah, that was one of it. And then the weirdest one, though, was like they thought. So the show has like. Uh, a couple black characters on it. The most prominent one is one called Bo, uh, called so because he wields a bow, and he has like 14 brothers that are mentioned but never seen. Uh-huh. Uh, and the joke was each one of them would be like uh, rhyme with bow, so there'd be a surfer one called Woe. And mm-hmm. then, you know, eventually they got to one. Oh, and one's a farmer called So. Ha 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 ha. Ooh, and then offensive. people thought this was a reference to slavery. Yeah. Um, How is it not? I don't know. I don't know. But people got very mad about this. <clears throat> but then it just turned into a general, like, you probably should have had more black people on the writing staff. Which is, you know, fair. That's a general fair complaint, um, I find. For their... Is it a is it an American show? It's an American show, but it's a it's a show that specifically makes its bones on inclusivity. So oh, you know, well, you I think that's a fair criticism. You can't include everyone, and you can't. But you can try. Someone's going to absolutely try. Someone's going to be left out. You know, so yeah. it's really what you got to learn is how how to deal with feelings of being left out. You know, it, mm-hmm. it hurts. Exclusion. I mean, on like a personal level. Uh, not on a systemic level, not on like a structure, a big structural level, oh. big structural Bailey level. But yeah, I think personally, like just dealing with social exclusion is like something that people are incredibly bad at, me included. Like if I feel like I've been denied entry into a clique or a group that I don't even want to be a part of, yeah. I get very emotional. No Alex is allowed. Exactly. <laughs> and they're allowed one. <laughs> he sucks. Hate that, Alex. Yeah. I'm a, um, well, just so you know, I have a whole nother podcast that you're not allowed to be on. <laughs> it's called... I wanna, uh, it's, can I guess? It's, Give me a guess spot. No, I it's, be called, a guess. Uh, it's called um, House of uh, uh, House of Upward Mobility. And, oh, uh, no. House of, uh, <laughs> it's your optimism podcast. My, yeah. <laughs> it's got uh, my best friend, Malix, on it. And not Malix. Yeah. Not Terrence Malix. Terrence Malix. Did you see the latest Terrence Malick about the the guy who wouldn't be a Nazi? No, it's, I didn't. It's see apparently it. just like three hours of uh, still shots of, of mountains, and then a guy who's just like, "And I won't be a Nazi." And then it's like, 
<laughs> slow shot of a mountain panning up for three hours, and then there's like, I no. really like that concept. I, An hour of mountain and just yeah. totally inexplicably edited in is just a guy yeah. just in single. There's no one behind him. There's no background. <laughs> he says, I will not be a Nazi. I was thinking about watching it but then uh, with my dad, but then it was three hours, and I realized we should probably just watch Ford versus Ferrari, and we did, and he loved it because it seems like, oh, yeah, that Ford and Ferrari, and the cars go fast. It's a good dad movie. Hell it's yeah. a good Sunday afternoon dad movie. Hell yeah. It's very uh, funny. Do you ever watch The Great Escape with your dad? Oh, well, we I grew up watching that, so... Yes, I'm, yeah, I so made, you know, I yeah, made yeah. that my parents buy that on DVD. I mean, on uh, VHS. Interesting. I love that. That was my favorite movie for a long time. Great Escape is a fa- uh, Great Escape is kickass. You know, you have your super team of all nationalities working together to solve a problem. Yeah, I used to Seven know Charles Bronson gets away. To know all the names of the tunnels, like Harry, Thomas, Dick, something. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. There's a lot of talent in it. Of course, the wonderful and handsome Steve McQueen. <laughs> Well, there's uh, darn the Nazis. There's darn Nazis, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Except there's one good Nazi, like the leader of the comp, the camp. The comp. The comp. The comp. Is, uh, <laughs> das Kampf. <laughs> uh, he is very, uh, he, is, he gives like a half-hearted Zekeil, and he's like, oh, you can tell he's the good Nazi. Because right. they always had a good Nazi in those World War II movies. Like, yeah. a guy who they showed was like, maybe this is more morally complex it's, than we're thinking. There's, it's a, and that was, a, I think, a psyop for Richard Galen. The, the leader of the uh, West German secret police that was a former Nazi that the CIA installed uh, to lead their secret police and root out the commies. Because mm. only Nazis can root out commies. As Wasn't that Gladio? Uh, no, Gladio was to keep uh, people behind in Italy, I thought. Or I thought Gladio was Italy. You're right, Gladio was Italy. But didn't it spread out to, like, it, it referred to a bunch of stay-behind uh, uh, assets that the American government had in Europe in order to combat encroaching communism. Yeah, I think and they so. did engage fash help. Yeah, oh, of at course, at some point uh, they did. Yeah, and uh, Operation Paperclip was that too. There, mm-hmm. but there were like I think there were different op- different operational names for different countries. Mm. Operation Paperclip was where was the where we got uh, one thousand. That's where we got all the Nazi scientists. One thousand six hundred Nazi scientists to come to America. <laughs> That's a lot of Nazi scientists. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I if we have to be a fascist state, I wish we would have had as much faith in science as the Nazis had. Well, know? okay. So my cult idea, I probably said this before, it is the conspiracy theory that I think is somewhat real, which is that before the late forties, early fifties. America was good in general, and that every, okay. everything we did before then was pretty good. Let's just ignore everything else that's bad. All that stuff <laughs> like inter- was bad. Like, let's, let's ignore slavery. Well, that was bad, but that was really long. That was a really long time ago. <laughs> really that was long a time really, ago. really, really long time ago. And but then, you're saying like you're saying that America was on. There was a period in time when you could have called America a good country, right? From nineteen. 19- hundred on and we were doing pretty good we we're mm-hmm. doing great and then they there's a nazi infiltration Boo. and that's that's when shit started to get bad that's when we our government started to get out of control and bad because the nazis infiltrated and so the cult it's a cult because obviously we did bad we actually have been bad the whole time sort of but mm-hmm. good bad and good good and bad you know bad this, and good. Like that. need them together like a peace sign. 
Uh, maybe, like, uh, maybe we can combine the vulgarians with this, uh, you know, this revisionist history that we were infiltrated by Nazis. Because we were, we were infiltrated by Nazis, but mm-hmm. we were also bad before that, sort of, in some ways. Uh, how about uh, the vulgar wheats? That's our new. It's it's the cult also has to be the new party. So maybe something okay. a little more accessible uh, than the vulgar wheats. <laughs> How about uh, Captain Vulgar? <laughs> Captain Vulgarica. Captain Vulgarica. Vulgarica is good. Vulgarica. I like Vulgarica. Yeah. It is the Vulgarica cult. It is for the common people. We are Vulgarica. Oh, man. Do you like titty jokes? It's Vulgarica. Do you like titty jokes and conspiracies about the Nazis? Vulgarica. Mm. I like There's not Vulgarica. a lot of titty jokes. Can you think of a titty joke at the top of your head? Thinking more dick jokes than titty jokes. I mean, I don't know what what is funny about titties. I don't know. They they squirt milk sometimes. <laughs> uh, people seem to desire them. They got veins. I think some of them are floppy. The thing about the the breasts is that they became. It's just so associated with cancer, and I think that's when. <laughs> that's why. That's why that we have a generation of butt men. You know. <laughs> yeah, because of the lovely lady lumps. Yeah, the the ladies have to deal with breast cancer, and so there was a, a uniform effort to make men more attracted to the to the rear ends, so yeah. that because you know it may happen that the breasts must be removed. So you think there's a lot of guys at clubs now thinking about how Chadwick Boseman died, having like an ass shaken at them, and being like. Did you get yourself uh, tested out? You get a colonoscopy, girl? Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, I'm paying you these $10 for the colonoscopy. Yeah. Get yourself checked out. It's more than $10. It got Chad. It's more than $10. It got Chad. But, yeah, everyone should get colonoscopies starting at, like, fucking 30. Mm-hmm. Man, um, sucks that he died. That was crazy. Um, you know, it should make people scared. You can die younger than that of colon cancer. Yeah, you could be, you could be the literal Chad. You could be, you could be the uh, an inspiration to millions. I do think it was a little annoying to me. I mean, it's a personal choice, but he should have told people. Eh, I don't care. Uh, could, Why? Why should he have told? Because people? the more people that know that you can prevent colon cancer, the better. Mm. And I guess he like what I would do if I was him would be if I was in that position would be to publicize that I had it. And tell people to go get colonoscopies. Yeah, why the didn't Yule ta- Brenner style? Why didn't he tell anyone to like, hey, you should, everyone should do colon cancer screenings? I think, uh, I think, uh, I mean, I have no idea about the man, but from what I would, I would guess, according to Ryan Coogler's letter to him, which if you want it, if you want to tear up at like a piece of mainstream media, you know like see humans behind these gigantic pieces of mainstream media if you're into that you know celebrities they're just like us shit which i am into because i'm crass uh you're a vulgarian yeah we're yeah vulgarica as part of part we need to read people magazine and buzzfeed in vulgarica we need to read guns and ammo we need to read all of it if we are to if we are to it is an omni trash uh movement yeah let's bring back epic meal time Exactly. Mm. <laughs> I tried watching some of those. They the concept wears thin after the first three years. Yeah, after the first maybe five episodes. Yeah, binging with Babish has more of a has more of a, a shelf life. Uh, yeah, he's also I find him to be a little annoying. 
Yeah, he's becoming a know-it-all. Yeah. He's also, yeah, because he's rich now. Now he's fucking he's rich, sh- and he's, like, decking yeah. he's, he's buying all this new equipment. Yeah. Like, but, you know, I like it. He's living the dream, Andrew Ray. Gotta give it to him. Yeah, Gotta give it to Bob. I eat one thing only. I eat bagels and cream cheese, and that's it. It's good for you. It's good for your colon. <laughs> cream cheese is good for the colon. It makes it all go smooth. It's like lubricants, natural lubricant cream cheese. Mm. Well, what else happened in the news? That hurricane fizzled out. Everything's fine. Yeah, Texas, bunch of whiners. Everything's fine. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, right? Everything's fine. I'm marketing this new lube. It's called uh, Beach Sand. You just put a bunch of beach sand in your asshole, and then you just grind on it. <laughs> nice. How it, and mm-hmm. the and the lube part is that it gets bloody. Is that the lube? Yes. Oh, yeah. If you're lucky. Well, blood is notoriously not a good lubricant. It's, it is. It's not. been known for centuries. This has mm-hmm. been known for centuries. You know. Every- don't worry. Don't worry, bro. We'll fuck it till we hit your walls. You'll bleed. Then it'll be smooth sailing. Nice. Yeah. The, it was not the pirates. Smooth sailing. The pirates found out about this. <laughs> okay so what's in the news kenosha murder boy rnc happened did you watch any of the stupid unhinged no, rnc I've, I've, it wasn't I've, even unhinged it was boring boring it was boring it was, boring. Boring. It was bog standard shit both political parties are boring to me yeah fucking kimberly guilfoyle on cocaine they had a bunch of people a bunch of uh, people from the new york uh, public housing authority were tricked into supporting trump which I thought was very funny and cynical. Because for some reason on the last night, it was a lot of attacks against de Blasio. Mm-hmm. Like, they had five individual speakers who are like, uh, de Blasio sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's not even running against you. But I think, I feel like Trump's ultimate dream is to just win New York yeah. State. Trump should try. That's all he wants. Trump should fucking run for mayor of New York. He would be he would be the greatest mayor of all. Yes, he should. He would have been a much better mayor of New York than president of America. Yeah, he probably he would because the mayor of New York it's a joke job anyway. Well, <laughs> you are you are in control of a fucking army. Yeah, <laughs> Trump would have used he would have invaded New Jersey. We're gonna take it back, folks. It's always belonged to us. And cheap real estate development. I know guys there. <laughs> my my Trump impression has exaggerated to unrecognizable levels yeah. uh i i lament my lost innocence the lamentations of the trump impression mm-hmm. what else was bad about the rnc they did it in front of the white house which is pretty tacky but pretty funny i i so he was like he was coming down on stage to lead greenwood's uh and a man stand up but damn my man and uh, you know that song. Yes. And I'm proud to be an American. Man, God bless the USA. Yeah, he was. Uh, at least, uh, at least I know I, I'm proud to be an American because I know one thing. At least, at least I know one thing, and that is that I am free. Free. That's true. Free to only know one thing, which is not freedom at all. No. Confined by what if I the limitations you? of your own brain. You're in the Matrix. You're in the Trump tricks. You gotta take the. You gotta get red pills out of it. Oh no, they've already taken that phrase. I like the idea that it's so. It's still very funny that the Matrix is kind of an explicit uh, trans metaphor because they're literally taking HRT 
in order to they take hormone replacement pills and they've actually commented on this the wachowskis have actually commented on this and say yeah it's it's all about being trans because they are taking the pills represent the becoming another yeah the hormone replacement therapy so they think by taking hormone replacement therapy they're escaping reality in some way no, they're not escaping. They're seeing their true reality. They're becoming who they really are, uh, as opposed to the world that uh, has been uh, uh, given to them by the Matrix. This is eliciting vocal fry. The Matrix, the Dark Mother, this that is, who provides you, who assigns you male at birth. It's making me vocal fry. It's making does, me vocal does fry. vocal fry exist in oh the Matrix? Oh, my God. Hear the podcast now. It's just two girls and talk about big dicks. Oh you know, God. what's the biggest I, dick that you've ever seen? I saw the biggest dick yesterday. Oh, my God. It, Describe it to me. It was four inches long and four inches wide. It was the oh my biggest God. dick I ever saw. What a good hanger. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We just can't get enough big dicks here. The dick was that uh, Do you like it with vein or without? With I like it without. Without a vein, you want a smooth dick. You don't want a bumpy ride. No, I don't. I like the. No, I don't want a bumpy ride. I you want to see. I always ride the side saddle. Exactly. Yeah. You've heard of reverse cowgirl. Have you ever heard of side cowgirl? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the uh, this is that one barstool sports podcast where all the ladies uh, do sexism on themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still haven't listened to it. Really want to. Want to check it out. Just I don't have the time call her daddy yeah, don't have the time <laughs> oh man uh, did you hear all of those barstool uh, sports employees died in a fire now i call that a barstool smoke show oh what oh. boom oh, boom no. roasted portnoy oh, take that no. portnoy oh yeah the other crazy thing about the dnc is that uh dana white speech dana white from the ufc j- gave a gigantic speech about um Oh, what was it about? I think it was about, about COVID. Was it about he was Fight doing Island? COVID propaganda. It was about Fight Island? <laughs> Fight Island? It, wait, what is Fight Island? Please tell me there is a Fight Hell Island. Hell yeah, that's what he made for COVID, was Fight Island. <gasps> Fight Island? You didn't Just have, like Enter the Dragon. I thought we talked about that on another pod. We might have talked about Please tell me about Fight Island. Fight, if I, I, I need my memory refreshed Fight Island about was Fight his Island. solution to how he was going to do UFC... During COVID, it was just to make an island where everyone lives and they do fights. <laughs> um, <laughs> UFC is crazy. I like that idea. Oh my god! Um, what? So I yeah, no, I didn't even I didn't even, I didn't even watch the coverage of the RNC or the DNC. Yeah, it's pointless. It was really boring. Nothing. Everything that happened, you could have guessed would happen. Nothing unexpected. Nothing funny, like Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, and yeah, it's weird how like it's weird how popular the alt right is, given how horribly uncharismatic a lot of its figureheads are. Uh, like the only charismatic guy is Donald Trump, and even he's sort of phoning it in now because it the like it seems like he's tired of this. I shit. don't think they got. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that much about the alt right. I don't study it. I I just sort of engage on Twitter with some of the lesser known figures a little bit, mm-hmm. but. Most, I mean, some of the time they're interesting. Most of the time they're not. You have to find the ones who are trying to be smart and then see what they're saying. But I don't know. The really, the only guy that's like smart on the right is Michael Anton. If you want to find a scary, smart, uh, really conservative guy, yeah. Michael Anton is the guy. 
who's because Andy No is dumb as a pile yeah, of bricks. He's fucking dumb. Tim Pool is dumb as a pile so, of bricks, so and they're dumb. both horrifyingly uncharismatic. And you know, Ian Miles Chong, so yeah, fucking dumb, dumb as a pile of bricks, ugly as sin, uncharismatic. Just what the fuck? Why do the these people have so much of a following? Just, I mean, just I know on what. Twitter, and it's, most of mm. it's bots. Yeah. That's Let's bad. hope it's all bots. It's all bots. Everything's fine. It's all bots. Everything's fine. Don't worry it's about all it. These fucking bots. Don't, exist. don't worry. It's bots. The bots just happen naturally. The bots are how you can tell you're winning. Mm. Yeah. Well, Jim Gaffigan went off on Twitter. G- Jim Gaffigan was dropping some f bombs about Trump. I yeah. Doing I re- some centrist. I replied F-bombs. to one. Of, I angrily replied to one of his tweets, being like, "I thought you were a, like a comedian." <laughs> Why? What's the? Because uh, Tim uh, Tim Dillon, yeah, has talked about this, which is like, oh, this is how you are a comedian nowadays. You're serious all the time, and you hint at a joke maybe one time. Mm. It's so annoying. Like Jim, what the fuck? Jim Gaffigan gets off doing political commentary. He should be making jokes about the sizes of food at fast food places. I mean, he's even commented on it. But his line is, I read his big Facebook post about it which was like even i jim gaffigan who's been pigeonholed as a very you know clean guy even i can't take this shit anymore you know that's his that's his whole deal and uh he's also points out that he's done anti-trump material on his last three specials um but i think you know i don't think i don't really think political comedy is that funny no like it's only funny like the day after the news happens and then it ages terribly it ages so badly yeah that's why i mean uh, you can but the, like i don't know go back and listen to come town from 2017 it is still funny as shit because they don't talk about politics or when they do, like when Adam Friedland brings up something serious, they're quick to oh. call him like a oh. fucking gay. They, yeah. <laughs> well, he'll only bring it up when they're making fun of him the most. He'll try to bring something up. Mm-hmm. And they just ignore him. It's amazing. Yeah. We are at Cumtown. I believe we the reason we started this podcast, uh, or among one of the reasons, is those boys, Oh yeah. you know, they're inspirational. We're, they said you can just talk about bullshit with your friends. We're just a couple of cum boys here. Funny. We're just a couple of cum boys, you know? We're just, we're all cum boys. Uh, See, that was the other, that was the other thing that I had. Because, uh, uh, the other thing to name new vulgarity or vulgaricus, uh, <laughs> is that vulgaricus be, now. Vulgaricus is the title of the episode. <laughs> That's the... Vulgaricus. It went from vulgarica to vulgaricus. Oh, Vulgaricus? Uh, we're doing the la- uh, Anus Dentatus. Anus Dentatus. Vulgaricus. Anus Dentatus is our Latin motto. No, 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 no. You know how, like, so Michael Anton writes as Publius Decius Mius or whatever? Like, a, like one of the Federalists? <laughs> yeah. We could be Vulgaricus Anus Dentatus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's us. Uh, that will be the title of the episode, Vulgaricus Anus Dentatus, and it will be a picture of a garbage right. disposal. This is very meta, because we never talk about our process. Um, no. But th- this is a behind-the-scenes scoop, folks. This is how there we do go. it. We, we uh, come up with the name and the topic after we're done with the episode. That's how, Boom. Yeah. That's how we now do it. Now you know how podcasts are created in our domes, well, in our beautiful domes. i got to take a huge fucking dump. Yes. Out of my asshole with teeth. Out of out of your out of your anus and vulgaricus anus and tongue. Yeah. So I hope nobody listening was offended. If you were, that's what the little e is for. Yes. I think to sum up this episode, 
we're saying that it's okay to have some context where you're filthy on PC, and I think maybe we could potentially gain more supporters from the cultural war in it. That is my dumb thesis, nice. which has been posited before and is not original. But I sort of like it because it gives me a use to say, it gives me a use to say slurs. Hey, don't say slurs. The only slurs that I will use, I don't use slurs. I guess I do. I don't know. I try not to use slurs. I'm not. Yeah, I don't really use racial slurs, but uh, except for ones against Jewish people, because I can. No. Unless I'm with someone Jewier. No, you cannot, my my son. You cannot say this. No. <laughs> no. That if you do this, they will launch all the nuclear weapons at the entire world. They bring the temple down. It's the Samson plan, you know. They will bring it. They will bring it down with the nuclear weapon. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my favorite joke that I ever wrote? Oh, yeah, no. Did you hear about the McDonald's at Auschwitz? No. Its motto was Arbeit macht fries. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it, it, funny. I made my dad laugh um, this week, last weekend, by because he was <laughs> he was putting glue traps all around his house because he's got mice. Right, right. He's got mice. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, dad, you got Mauschwitz down there. <laughs> he, and Mauschwitz set him up. Yeah, he started laughing really hard. <laughs> That's good. It's nice to make your dad laugh because yeah. you know it's it's hard to relate to people from an older generation sometimes. Well, yeah. Uh, and so when you find common ground, it's precious. Yeah. Well, he hated the movie Dunkirk, the Christopher Nolan movie Dunkirk. Why did he hate? I feel that because well, was it a Christopher? Yeah. yeah. It, the problem with Dunkirk is that it's. It jumps around in the timeline. It's got three stories, and it jumps around in the timeline, and it's confusing unnecessarily. But that's a topic for another pod, how much Christopher Nolan sucks. Uh, Let's do a mini I hate Christopher Nolan hate fest right now just to end the episode. Um, Because fuck Christopher Nolan. Fuck all of his movies, which are very, like, they have the airs and pretension of something that are far deeper than the... Christopher Nolan is the absolute definition of fucking pretentious, where all of his images and writing gestures towards some sort of import, but is so poorly connected and is so poorly constructed and so uh, just constantly samey and lacking, like, interesting choices in color palette or even editing, I would say, that uh, his movies all just end up as a blur of gray. And I think mm-hmm. the veneration of Christopher Nolan as a good filmmaker is perhaps the biggest coup of our uh, cultural regime. Well, I'm annoyed that Tenet is not about George Tenet, and it's just about <laughs> just about some random other shit that he made up. I wanted a bio of like the last great director of intelligence uh, that we had before Bush switched it all around in 2005. Tenet was the um, the central intelligence director from, I think, 1996 to 2004, and he was the last mm. one that oversee everything, oversaw everything before George Bush mm. reorganized it and made it so that there was just a, just a CIA director, and then the NSA had its own director, and then he split someone off, so there's a DNI, so there's a director of national intelligence that was new. <laughs> I wanted to see all that shit. And instead, I go to look up, oh, I can't wait. The Tenet biography movie is coming out. I can't wait. I can't wait. I go to IMDb, and I'm like, what? It's just like Inception Part 2? Oh, it's just another heist movie? Okay. It's just another psychedelic heist movie? Uh, I don't even care. 
I just But it's not even psychedelic because they go out of their way to over explain stuff. Uh, and then, but it's so poorly explained that it seems mysterious and poetic. No, it's not mysterious and poetic. It's just bad writing. I'm just going to go watch a fan edit of Cloud Atlas and Speed Racer put together. <laughs> uh, Speed Racer. That's a real problem in the gay community. A lot of Speed Racers. Is that, isn't that, that's the name of the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, can't, I, I never saw Speed Racer. I want to watch it. Speed Racer's really fucking good. Yeah. Speaking of the total opposite of Christopher Nolan, yeah. a movie that's sort of colorful, brilliant, uh, uh, brimming with life and uh, creativity, the Wachowski Speed Racer might just be actually be their best film. Uh, and I will no. stand for Speed Racer. Matrix 1 is awesome. It's awesome, dude. Matrix 1, it, Matrix one awesome. is awesome, but like it's, awesome, dude. like it's nice when they go full wacky. I really like it when they go full wacky because their wacky is so much different yeah. than other people's wacky. Well, I do wanna... Like Jupiter Ascending, which I still stand. Oh, damn. Is, I don't like, think I saw that one either. That one's great. It's t- terrible. It's an awful movie. No. But the Wachowski's wacky is so good and unique and so uh, entertaining every time that I will keep coming back to their movies. Yeah, well, you know, Matrix 4... Yeah, Sense Eight was wacky. Similarly, had the w- wacky Chowskiness to it. Wacky so Chowski. let's hope the wacky Chowski sisters. The wacky Chowski <laughs> sisters. We'll end it there. Okay. We love the wacky Chowski sisters. Yeah. They're great. Love them. Goodbye. See you next Bye. week. Bye.